Hey, ACM family. Happy Women's History Month. Many of you have asked about the ladies that I covered last March for Women's History. And as you know, I'm bringing hard to get my new video series for All Things Madison off the ground. So, in an effort to keep the train moving, this episode is a rebroadcast. That just means I'm playing it again. <laughs> for one of my prior episodes of Women's History Month. And get ready for a new video series coming to a screen near you. Love you guys. Now on to the show. Welcome to All Things Madison, the podcast exclusively for kids, sure to tickle your funny bone while learning something new at the same time. You'll hear from talking bears, laughing unicorns, and farting sloths. Here's your host, Madison Lauren. Please enjoy the show. Hey friends, thanks for joining us and welcome to my show. This is my second season and it's going to be hype. This show is all about making boring stuff fun. We journey behind the scenes of some of the places you love to visit, like museums, zoos, stadiums, plays, and more. We talk to famous people you will want to meet, like authors, social media influencers, YouTube stars, actors, astronauts, and more. We explore topics that kids want to talk about, like climate change, deep sea diving, how to read a book super fast, or even what life is like on the moon. And we have cool rap songs, jokes of the day, and funny skits that will make you literally laugh out loud. <laughs> oh yeah, and the show is produced by my dad, the goofball you might hear from time to time, and supported in part by Kids Listen. And we kindly ask you support our advertisers, as is how I make a few dollars that contributes to my college fund. I know, shameless plug, right? <laughs> if you would like to be a sponsor or contributing patron, reach out to us at smith.devante at gmail.com. Okay, now on to the show. Good evening. It is my honor to be here to stand on the shoulders of those who came before, to speak tonight as your vice president. In many ways, this moment embodies our character as a nation. It demonstrates who we are. Even in dark times, we not only dream, we do. We not only see what has been, we see what can be. We shoot for the moon and then we plant our flag on it. We are bold, fearless, and ambitious. We are undaunted in our belief that we shall overcome, that we will rise up. This is American aspiration. That was our newly elected Vice President Kamala Harris, and she's impressive. But let me start here. Although I would not say I'm big into politics, or at least not yet. I do understand a bit about it. My dad explains to me how I'm growing up in a completely different time and day than he did when he was my age. Like, the very first president I ever knew was President Black Obama and First Lady Obama. Wait a minute, did I just say Black Obama, Daddy? Uh, yes you did. I meant President Barack Obama. <laughs> Of course, I was a baby and toddler during his term, but I recall pictures of me in front of the television with my parents as they celebrated his second inauguration. 
and it was exciting for them because their first family was black. They had little girls who looked like me, and that's never happened before, like ever. Think about it. In all of our years as a country, we have never had a black president and first family. So yeah, I understand their enthusiasm, or like all the other options we have today, with culturally sensitive TV shows, toys, dolls, and more. Example: I used to love a show called Doc McStuffins. And it's good for you. The dog's gonna help people better. It's about a little girl, maybe about six years old, who was a pretend toy doctor. Her mom is a doctor in real life, so she really just mimics her mom. But the show is very positive. I remember how I thought I was Doc McStuffins. I had all the toys in the collection, like the stethoscope, ear thingy, rubber mallet, doctor's coat, and more. And to top it off. My auntie Shauna is a pharmacist, and she wears a doctor's coat, so it really made me feel like the real deal. Oh, Doc McStuffins! When I had no responsibilities, seems like so long ago. Those were the days, I tell ya. Or like now, my dad explains how we have Black Barbies, American Girl, and other dolls. In fact, there's a whole assortment of skin tones, hair types, and even handicaps now. He said none of that existed not too long ago. So to have such a broad selection of things to choose from that look like me is a fairly new thing. Who knew, right? That brings me to this week's topic: the historic election of Senator Kamala Harris to becoming the first woman of color to hold the office of Vice President of the United States. See, throughout history, until Barack Obama. See, I got that right this time, Daddy. All of the other presidents have been white men, and until now, all of the other vice presidents have been white men. So, not only were there no black people or people of color in this position, there were no women either. You could sort of say it was a double whammy. Well, we're going to dive into Vice President Kamala Harris' meteoric rise and what preceded it. That just means came before it. Right after this quick break, we'll return in just a moment. Newsy Palooza, we've outgrown the jacuzzi. We needed a pool because we're a news pool for curious kids and adults. Join us as we dive deep into the big news story of the week, which might be politics, or more likely some super duper science story. Either about happenings here on Earth or up in space. Also, the latest tech news, sports news, arts, culture, and entertainment. Darling, <laughs> and we always like to end with an oddball—a story to make you smile. Newsy. Paluzzi, the news pool pod. New episodes every Wednesday. And now back to the show. Let's begin with think about a beautiful butterfly sailing through the sky. Her wings are spread wide. She catches a cool evening breeze, and she seems to just peacefully glide to wherever she's going. Right. Getting sleepy yet? <laughs> well, let's hit the recall button for a sec. Now we've all studied the life cycle of a caterpillar. Well, at least if you're in the third grade like me. 
The caterpillar goes through a metamorphosis, which consists of four stages: egg, larva, pupa, and adult. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's great and all, but what in the world does a caterpillar have to do with the vice president? I know, right? <laughs> but just follow me. I'm taking you somewhere. So, in this analogy or example, there was a starting point for the butterfly. Or, in other words, it's a transition that didn't just happen overnight. But there was a catalyst that starts the butterfly's journey. A catalyst is a thing that causes something to happen. And much like the beautiful butterfly, as much as some people would like to solely give Mrs. Harris the credit on her own, even she acknowledged it was the trailblazer, Miss Shirley Chisholm, who really put the ball in motion. But Miss Chisholm had a meager start, and at the age of five, her father sent her and her two sisters back to his home in the beautiful Caribbean islands in the country of Barbados. There, she was raised by her grandmother and went to a very strict Catholic school. In fact, in her 1970 autobiography, Unbought and Unbossed, she wrote, "Years later, I knew what an important gift my parents had given me." By seeing to it that I had my early education in the strict traditional British-style schools of Barbados, so if I speak and write easily now, that early education is the main reason. I guess it pays to have discipline, because in 1939, Miss Chisholm attended Girls High School in the prominent area of Brooklyn, a highly regarded. Integrated school that attracted girls throughout the borough. That just means neighborhood in New York City language. <laughs> Later, she earned her degree from Brooklyn College in 1946, where she won prizes for her debating skills. Hmm, I guess that makes her really good at arguments, right, Daddy? Uh, never mind. I think he's asleep. <laughs> she was a member of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. And the Harriet Tubman Society, where her work included advocating for inclusion, specifically in terms of the integration of black soldiers in the military during World War II. That means mixing white and black soldiers together. Of course, we do that today, but that wasn't always the case. In those days, black people and white people were kept apart. That's what's called segregation. And while at college, she pushed for the addition of courses that focused on African American history and the involvement of more women in the student government. So it's no wonder, after she finished her studies and after losing her first effort at the seat, she became the city of Brooklyn's only second Black Assembly person of color in 1962. Then, in 1964, she ran for the state legislature. Where she overcame the odds as a woman in a heavily male-dominated field, won and served three terms. In 1968, she threw her hat into the ring yet again and ran against two political heavyweights with much greater financial backing than she had. That just means they had more money. But she had a strong grassroots campaign and pulled off the upset yet again. Becoming the first Black woman to serve in the United States Congress in 1971, she became one of the founding members 
of the very influential. That just means important, guys. Congressional Black Caucus. And in the same year, she founded the National Women's Political Caucus. It was on January 25th, 1972, in a Baptist church in her district in Brooklyn that Miss Chisholm formally announced her presidential bid. There she called for a bloodless revolution at the forthcoming Democratic nomination convention. Bloodless revolution means fighting without getting bloody. And as a result, Miss Shirley Chisholm became the first black major party candidate to run for president of the United States in the 1972 U.S. president election, making her also the first woman to ever run for the Democratic Party's presidential nomination. In her presidential announcement, Miss Chisholm described herself as representative of the people and offered a new articulation of American identity. I stand before you today as a candidate for the Democratic nomination for the presidency of the United States of America. I am not the candidate of black America, although I am black and proud. I am not the candidate of the women's movement of this country, although I am a woman, and I'm equally proud of that. I am not the candidate of any political bosses or fat cats or special interests. I stand here now without endorsements from many big name politicians or celebrities or any other kind of prop. I do not intend to offer to you the tired and glib cliches which for too long have been accepted part of our political life. I am the candidate of the people of America. The speech goes on to highlight Miss Chisholm's vision of America. But sadly, it wasn't meant to be, as she lost in the primaries without ever fully getting out of the gates. But she paved the way for another young girl who saw her and dared to dream. And we'll talk about her right after this break. We'll return in just a moment. Wyatt, Wyatt, guess what? What is it, Bree? I just heard this really cool ad. An ad? Don't those just exist to be annoying? Yes, but not this one. Listen! Do you want great stories for your kids? Do you want them to be fun and entertaining, all while teaching them good morals that they will take into adulthood? If so, check out Whenever Wherever Kids Podcast. Whenever Wherever Kids Podcast is a kids' story podcast that produces weekly episodes, each with a unique story and a unique moral. I've listened to some of their episodes. They have morals like good manners, generosity, forgiveness, and more. Well, how much does it cost? Nothing! It's free on every major podcasting platform. Spotify? Yep. Apple Podcasts? Of course. Even? Yes, all of them, Wyatt. They're also a part of Kids Listen, so you know they're legit. Cool. Let's give it a listen. If you want to hear great stories with morals your children will take into adulthood, go find Whenever Wherever Kids Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. So here's the thing. Miss Kamala Harris has a connection to the Caribbean, too. Her father was Jamaican. Hmm. There must be something in the water there, producing strong women. <laughs> Her mom was from India and a biologist. 
whose work on the progesterone receptor gene-stimulated advances in breast cancer research at the University of California, Berkeley, while her dad was a professor emeritus of economics at Stanford University. Whew, that's a mouthful. When Mrs. Harris began kindergarten as part of Berkeley's comprehensive desegregation program, which was a law passed by the government to end the separation of black and white people, in schools, restaurants, and open spaces, Miss Harris was bused to Thousand Oaks Elementary School, a public school in a wealthier neighborhood in northern Berkeley, which previously had been 95% white, and after desegregation went into effect, became 40% black. That was a big shakeup, and it wasn't welcomed by everyone. A few short years later, her parents divorced, and the pressure from the locals was even more intense. Often, she and her sister visited their father. They weren't allowed to play with the local children because they were black, and soon after, their mother took a job in Quebec, Canada, where Miss Harris eventually graduated high school. After high school in 1982, Mrs. Harris attended Howard University, a historically black university, also known as an HBCU in Washington, D.C. While at Howard, she interned as a mailroom clerk for California Senator Alan Cranston. She chaired the Economic Society, led the debate team, and famously joined Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, or AKAs. Miss Harris graduated from Howard in 1986 with a degree in political science and economics. After getting her law degree from the University of California, just as Miss Chisholm did years before her, she worked her way up the ladder. She began as a deputy district attorney, which basically means back for the main person. Then she became the district attorney for San Francisco, which is a top official for the city. But then she became the top cop of the state of California. She became the attorney general from 2011 to 2017. It was the prestige and spotlight that thrust her onto the national stage as she was forced to make some controversial decisions in her efforts at criminal justice reform. Yet, with each tough decision, she grew more confident and more convinced she was needed to make a difference beyond just the state of California. Finally, in 2016, in President Obama's last year in office, both he and then-Vice President Joe Biden endorsed, which just means they gave their approval, Ms. Harris for her bid for the United States Senate. She won her seat and went on to become one of the fiercest critics of President Donald Trump as she took a noble stand during his first impeachment trial. That gained her popularity on the national stage. Four years later, again like Ms. Chisholm, Ms. Harris threw her hat into the ring for the presidential candidates for the Democratic Party against the incumbent, which just means current, President Donald Trump. Although... Miss Harris lost the primary. She was a formidable challenger and made a name for herself with her strong debate performances. She was also seen as a viable bridge 
to communities with people of color, a demographic Mr. Biden sorely needed to win over if he had any shot of becoming the next president. On August 12, 2020, the Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden chose Mrs. Kamala Harris to be his pick for vice president. Yoo-hoo! Though in the midst of the pandemic, they campaigned vigorously, appearing in virtual town halls, debates, and scaled-down campaign rallies across the country. On November 2, 2020, Joe Biden became the 46th president of the United States, and Kamala Harris became the first person of color and the first woman to hold the second highest office in the country as vice president. It was a day to be celebrated. So today, we tip our hats to Ms. Shirley Chisholm and Vice President Kamala Harris for inspiring all the young black and brown girls out there, just like me. Thank you so much. We love you. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment to plug a new group of podcasters we're now part of called Kids Listen. It's not only a group of really good podcasts, it's also an app for your phone too. So take a second, stop what you're doing, and go and download the app. Like now, guys. Go ahead, do it now. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm finding all kinds of great shows on there. Of course, you can find all things Madison on there, but I encourage you to go through the others too. Like, start your own playlist, learn something new, or just be entertained. Go to kidslisten.org on your computer or search Kids Listen in the App Store now. As always, thanks. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the show. I never want to take you for granted. So just know it means a lot. Now, people are asking, where can they find my stuff? If you're looking for the coolest tees, hoodies, accessories, and more, you can just go to shopmadisonlauren.com and you will find everything there. Now, do me a favor and take a moment to hit the subscribe button under this episode or video. That way, you'll be notified when each new episode comes out. And if you enjoyed the show, Kindly leave us a five-star rating and a short review if you have time. This lets other moms and dads you know they too should download it for their munchkins. <laughs> okay, on that note, I'm out. Thank you for listening to All Things Madison. Kindly take a moment to subscribe, leave a comment, and rate the show so that our participating partners know you are following along. You can get your Madison Lauren graphic tees at shopmadisonlauren.com or follow her YouTube channel at All Things Madison. This production was brought to you by Infinity Global Media Group, LLC. Contact us at smith.durante at gmail.com for bookings or more information. Music.